Hallelujah. If you believe that some chains have been broken off your life, you would have gave the Lord a little bit better clap than that. Amen. If you believe that God has done something and broke the cycles of sin and broke the cycle of poverty, broke the cycle of, of, of sin off our lives, you would clap a little bit better than that. You probably should give God a standing ovation because he's an awesome God and he has delivered us from Satan's hands. Amen. So you can shout with me, no more chains. No more chains. No more sin holding me back because the blood of Jesus has freed me today. Not just today, but in the future also. Amen. So today is, is a very simple message today. And the scripture is taken from John chapter 8, verse 32. And it says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Amen. How many of us want to be free today? Amen. Amen. I know myself, I know some things I've been in bondage to, and I'm so glad that the deliverer, as far as Jesus Christ, is capable, he's able to break everything that is holding and hindering us in our lives. He's able to break it, amen? Not just break it, but destroy it, amen? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning first. Give me your name, all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for this message on this morning. I decrease that you may increase, oh God. I pray right now that this word will be a blessing, that it would just strengthen all of us and just, just motivate us to continue following after you. We thank you for your word, and we thank you, Jesus, because you came and, and you defeated Satan on our behalf. We thank you, God, that we are free, oh God, in you, oh God. We have liberty in you, oh God. Oh God, we just thank you, oh God. We no longer bound to this world, oh God, but we have been loosed in the spirit realm, oh God. God, we are new creatures in you, oh God. We're no longer the same, but we are new in you, oh God. We thank you for that, oh God, and we thank you for your word on this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated. As I was preparing for this message, uh, uh, not too long ago, I was um, somewhere doing something I was, was not supposed to be doing, and that was buying some chicken. Um, <laughs> You don't know, after you haven't had a chicken wing in about uh, a month and a half now, uh, <laughs> I gave in. <laughs> but I gave in, um, and I was in this particular area um, that's actually known for chicken now. Um, it's a little former gas station over here in Sickleville. Um, I, haven't, I don't get a chance to come over this way all the time, so I just decided that I was going to have some chicken wings. So in the process of getting these chicken wings, I stopped by. And as I pulled into the parking lot, I began to see people that was hurting. I began to see people that was locked into a situation that they thought that they may never be able to get out of. Uh, in the spirit, I just began to see things that I have never seen about people before. So as I sat there, I couldn't even get out of, my, out of the car because I was grieved and I was hurting and I was crying because these people need Jesus. Yeah. And not just them, but God quickly took me to the church. See, many times we think people on the outside need stuff broken off their lives. But how many know that many Christians that are sitting in the church today, we need stuff broken off our lives. We have stuff that has lingered in our lives for, oh, since we were kids, since we were little tots that God has tried to break, but we keep bringing it along. We keep tagging it along with us. But Jesus is saying today that I've come to break that thing. 
um, I come to, to release you into the newness of his life. Not my life, but his life. See, Jesus opens the door for us to have this new life. And with this new life, all the stuff that, that, that hindered us in the past, all the stuff that came along with our childhood, all the stuff that came along with the diseases and all this, the generational curses, he says that I come to break them. Uh, in Isaiah 61, it tells us that, that Jesus was anointed. He was anointed to be our breaker, amen. He was anointed to break some things off our lives. I know they were talking about the children of Israel, but when you get to the New Testament and Luke, when he was telling the Israelites in the synagogue uh, about what he was going to do, he closed the book after he said that now it is fulfilled within your eyes, amen. And then he went about preaching and teaching and healing and delivering and setting free. And I never knew the first Gentile, that was loosed and set free was a de demonic possessed man. And, 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 and what, they would, what they did with him was they had him all chained up in bondage because he couldn't control himself. He couldn't control his tongue. He was just demonically oppressed. Amen. Today, you know, uh, we, 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 we put those people away. But back then, those days, they spoke the word of God. Coming up, they spoke the name of Jesus. They told, they called the demon what it was. They said, come out of them. Come, they came out. Today, we, we, we want to give them medication. We want to say that they're they not allowed to be in public and all these different things instead of putting, loosing the power of God to free them. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But so this first Gentile, he was free. He was loosed from his bondage because Jesus spoke the word of God. Jesus said, be healed. And he was healed. And not only was he healed, but he, he spoke to the, the legion that was within him and told him it was a, 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 a legion of demons that was in his this particular man he spoke to the legion and said come out and they came out and when they immediately they came out he was loose and he was set free amen so when I begin to just sit there I begin to think of we as Christians we come to church Sunday after Sunday come to Bible study we go to all these different things but let the wrong word be said it triggers something within us that we thought was released we thought was 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 out of us but if the right word come out, it, it rises back up. If the right uh, person rubs you the wrong way, that old nature, whatever you thought was, was free, is now back and bothering us and attached to us. Amen. And, and God just showed me that, that, that he wants to break some things. Yeah. He wants to get some things off of us so we can be free. Because when we're free, then we can help somebody else be free. As long as we're in bondage, as long as we're battling our demons and battling our issues, it's going to be hard for us to free somebody else. Because, because we got to be free in our mind. Because if, if, when you go to share the word of God, you got to be free. And you got to be happy. And you got to know that Jesus is able to, to heal you and deliver you the same thing he's going to do for somebody else. So we can't go tangled with all the stuff from our past, all the stuff uh, from our childhood, all the stuff from church people, all those different things God says that I come to break today. Amen? Amen. And one more thing before I give you this little demonstration. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 15, it says this. Then I came to them of the captivity at Tel Aviv that dwelt by the river of Shabar, and I sat where they sat. And I remained there astonished among them seven days. Sometimes we're quick to judge. But Ezekiel had a word from God to go minister to the children of Israel. But before he opened his mouth, he sat where they sat. 
What does that mean? That means that he went and sat amongst them and got acquainted with their grief, got acquainted with what their struggles were, got acquainted with what was going on in their lives. So he just didn't come off judging. He didn't come off uh, saying this and that about them. But now the word of God was able to move in a mightier form because he sat where they sat. See, see, we can't judge because somebody else is in the situation that we might be in. It's only by the grace of God that we're in the position that we're in today. And that's why we should give God praise. But we also should rem remember to put ourselves in somebody else's situation. Put our put us in that situation where, where a child don't have a father. Put ourselves in that situation where somebody is on drugs or on alcohol. See, many of us, some of us in here never tasted drugs, never tasted alcohol. And that's when you got to ask the Spirit of God to reveal to me the pain that they're feeling right now. Reveal to me the anguish and the struggle they're going with. Because now I can minister to them more effectively without judging, without being critical, without uh, a false pretense. But now I can minister to them because I sat where they sat. Even though I never smoked a joint, I sat where they sat. Even though you may never had fornicated and did all these different things, you sit where they sat. And when you do that, now you're able to minister more effectively. So, so I had an experience that I never had before, and that's in the parking lot, I was just be, God just took me in the spirit. And I never had that. I'm going to be honest. I pray all the time and I do things fast and all that. But I have never been like in a trance where, where God was just revealing things and showing you things. And it just opened up, and opened up your eyes to things that, that was right before you. But with the natural eye, I could not see. But in the spirit realm, you begin to see the hurt. You begin to see the pain. You begin to see the anguish of what these people are battling. But God immediately left, took me from the, the, the surroundings and took me to the church. And I kept trying to figure out why, God, we are called to the, the world. Why, God, am I keep ending back up at the church? That's what I was saying to myself. And God says, because so many people in the church have not been freed. So many people in the church have stopped at salvation and have not applied my blood to every area of their lives. The, the Bible was clear. He says, who the son sets free is free indeed. I'm no longer t entangled with what, what, what went on in a past life. Amen. And this is what I saw. This is what I saw in the spirit. And it just took me out. And as I... I saw it. See this chain? This is what I saw. I saw a chain. Yeah. And I saw an attachment. The chain was attached to our hip. And on the other end of the chain was depression, was anger, bitterness, yeah. jealousy, Bad childhood, broken families, divorce, all these different things I saw on the other end of the chain. Yeah. But what took me out was that everywhere that I walked, I took the stuff with me. Everywhere that I went, it was reminding me that I'm still there. And God says that who the sun sets free is free indeed. So when I went to get the chain last night, it, it just took me out because in order to cut this chain, you just can't get an ordinary wire cutter. 
Amen. An ordinary wire cutter just won't do. Amen. So they put this on a machine and they tighten it up. But then the guy hit a button and the button hit this thing and it started and the, the blade went straight through it, just straight through. And I'm saying to myself, wow, you know, that's awesome. And, and God showed me that when he deals with a situation, he just not doesn't cut or leave it where it can reattach itself. Amen. Because once the chain was cut, there was no reattaching it to what it was attached to. Amen. So what God is saying today is that he is the, 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 the root cause of our salvation. He is the one that can deliver us. He is the one that can set us free. He is the one that can make the difference in our lives. And, and, and this is what I saw also. When you kill a weed, we get weed killer. And they have, you want weed killer that's going to kill the root. Amen. You just don't want it to kill the surface. Amen. You wanted to go to the root of the thing and kill it and, and, and do away with it. Amen. So what I saw was that when Jesus died on that cross, all the things that we were attached to that was hindering us, holding us back, Jesus didn't just 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 deal with it. He, he, he finished it. Amen. They're no longer attached to us any longer. We no longer have to walk around with issues holding us back. We don't longer, no longer have to walk around with because I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. I'm from this. I'm from that. I'm black. I'm this. I'm that. God says I, that his son have done away with it. So who the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. There's no more chains holding me and you. Amen. So he dealt with the root of the thing. So we, we, we want to deal with the surface, but Christ's blood dealt with the root of the thing. He don't, see, when, he deal, when you deal with the root of the thing, it should not come back up. Because what happens is his blood was sufficient that one time. Amen. We, we don't have to go back and keep putting his blood, putting his blood over this, over this, and over that. His blood was sufficient that first time, that only time, it's just up to us to apply it to our lives and let it, Clean up the root of bitterness. Let it clean up the root of jealousy. Let it clean up the root of, of unforgiveness. Let it clean up the root of all those things that are holding us back. So we don't want to walk around with something attached to us. Amen. We want to be free. Amen. We want to be loosed in the spirit. We want to be the people God has called us to be because he's looking for some people to break some chains. Amen. He's looking for some people that are, have been through the storm, been through some things, have, have uh, witnessed his salvation, has witnessed his deliverance. Now he wants you to share that deliverance with somebody else. And, and, and when you share it, you got to do it with great joy. Amen. See, see, that's what a free person does. So when you, when you, when you have somebody that's in bondage, they ain't really ain't going to tell you much. But hey, Jesus is good. You know, they still locked. That they haven't dealt with the unforgiveness. They haven't dealt with the child not, you know, uh, the child running out on their lives or the marriage or this or that. They all lie, whatever. But when you talk to someone that's Holy Ghost filled, where the blood of Jesus has washed them truly, all of a sudden you you want to be around them because when you're around them, the joy that is on them rubs off on you. The happiness that is on their lives, all of a sudden you want because they have experienced Jesus' love, and all they're doing is they want you to experience it also. How many of you want somebody to experience God's love? Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. See, see, sometimes we are so concerned about ourselves yeah. 
instead of just letting God heal us and deliver us yes. to, to get us on a mission that we, what we called to, yes. what we are called to do. We, we want to stay in the pity part. But God says, no, I delivered you from the pity part. I delivered you from feeling sorry about yourself. I have delivered you from feeling that you're nothing. That, that, that I have, I have uh, put in you my blood. So no longer are you just, just somebody. But now you are of a royal priesthood. You know, no longer are you just the, the average person. But now you are somebody because the blood of Jesus resides within you. Amen. You're no longer the same. You're now new in Christ. Amen. No longer are you from Sickleville. No longer are you from Washington, D.C., Atco, New Jersey, wherever you may be from. When you get, when you get uh, saved, what happens is there's a great exchange. And what God does, he exchanges your sin, your dirt, your filthiness, all those issues. He exchanges it for his righteousness. So now all of a sudden you're no longer a filthy rag. But all of a sudden now you are bought with the blood of Jesus and his blood is now flowing through your veins. Your DNA may say Jones. Your DNA may say tall or or, or whatever your name, last name may be. But in the true spiritual na nature, our blood and our DNA says God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's the DNA that is running through our bodies. Even though you may be an A blood type or a B blood type or a C or O negative, the truth is that Jesus' blood is what's running through your veins. It's Jesus who gave us this life that we have now. We're no longer attached to those things that hold us back. We have been free. We've been loosed in the spirit. We have liberty in God. We're no longer going to be sad-faced and can't smile, can't, can't shake somebody else's hand. God has delivered us and set us free. We're free indeed. Free indeed. No more chains holding me. No more attachments following me around. When I look to the left, my past ain't there no more. When I look to the left, the issues of life, they're not there no more. When I look to the back, the issues of life are not there no more because the blood of Jesus has dealt with it at the root, and I'm free indeed. Free indeed. Colossians 2, 13 and 15 says, And you being dead in your trespasses, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphant, triumphing, triumphing over them in it. Amen? You catch that scripture? You got that scripture? So my stuff has been nailed to the cross. My past has been nailed to the cross. My freedom and all that I'm supposed to be in life, it's been nailed to the cross. So now what we're doing is walking in the newness because what God did, he made a spectacle of the enemy. He just didn't, just didn't, just didn't deliver us, but he made a spectacle of him. And you know what a spectacle is? That means that I'm going to put you on display today. You, you're going to mess with me. You're going to mess with my son. I'm going to let you know who's God. I'm going to let you know who's in control of this situation. Not only am I going to know, and you're going to know who's in control of this situation. You're going to know that God is Lord, that he is the mighty one because he is in control. So what did he do? They thought they had him won. 
They thought they had the battle won. They put our Savior in a tomb. The devil and all his enemies begin to shout, praising, having a good time. But they didn't know that on the third, third day that he was going to get up. They didn't know on the third day that he was going to rise from that situation and let us know that no longer death has control over us. See, that's the one thing that the enemy hangs over us, that if you die and all these different things. What Jesus did at, at Calvary, he let the enemy know that even if my children die, if they are in me, they're going to rise again. And when they rise again, you're going to know that it was by the power of God. So what did he do? He put Jesus on display. And not only did the 12 disciples see him resurrected, but they say over 500 or more people throughout the 40 days saw him active, walking, talking, and living amongst them. Spectacle. Amen? Amen. So what do you think and feel when you hear the word freedom? We're usually associated with the right to to live, to, to live as we please and pursue our ambitions and dreams. However, Jesus spoke of a deeper aspect of freedom that pertains to the state of our souls. God wants us to be free, and he wants us to be free from every internal, external bondage that pre prevents us from becoming the people he has created us to be. This kind of freedom is not achieved by war, <laughs> or revolution, but by the knowledge of the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So what are some of the reasons that Jesus came? He came to seek after that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10 says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Aren't you glad about that? Yeah. Was any of you guys lost? Yeah. Amen. Was any, any of us in here lost? Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I use myself as a good example because I thought I lived an awesome little life. I never was in trouble. You, know, you did a little crazy stuff. But I just thought that I lived this good life. But I needed Jesus. Yeah. Amen. See, 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 what happens is the world thinks that by doing good, that means that you are okay. But you still need Jesus. Amen. I, I'm learning that even those who have millions and millions of dollars still need Jesus. Those who have, we, you know, we are concerned about the poor. Yes, we're concerned about the poor. But those who have millions and millions of dollars, they need Jesus too. Amen. And, and they're in their homes, locked, locked down and, and connected to issues and problems. Um, why do you think so many um, people are killing themselves today? Because they haven't been freed from their mind. They haven't been loosed from those things that the enemy has implanted in their mind, in their spirit. So what happens is they now act out those things. So Jesus says that, that I come to seek that which was lost. Amen. And I'm so glad he did. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad. John 10, 10 says that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That's the reason why Jesus came. Salvation is just the beginning of our Christian life. When we discover and live in God's will, we will enjoy the fullness and abundance he has, what he has promised. Amen. Who wants to live an abundant life? 
See, the abundant life, we got it mixed up. See, some people think the abundant life is having millions and millions of dollars once again in the bank. But I'm learning that abundant life is a relationship with Jesus. And, and, and Paul states it best. He says that I have learned to be content in every area, every aspect of my life, whether I had or whether I lost or whether it was all together, I've learned to trust in Jesus. So, 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 so the abundant life is whatever situation you're in, you can still call on the name of Jesus and have a smile on your face. You can still call on the name of Jesus when you go to bed with no food at night. You can call on the name of Jesus and still laugh and still be happy in your spirit when your bank account says zero. And you say, why would you be happy in that situation? That lets me know that, 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 that in eventually my zero's going to turn to something because I'm trusting and I'm praising God when I have nothing. So when I do get something, it won't be a challenge. It won't be, be hard. It won't be a, a, a pressed issue for you to praise God because you praise God when you had nothing. So the abundant life is that we are content in every area of our lives. That means that financially we are healed in our bodies. We shouldn't be walking around with, uh, with, with bruises and bumps and all these different things. I'm struggling right now with my knee, but I'm being, I, I rub it all the time like, Lord, you're going to heal this knee. Before I leave this earth, I'm going to walk straight and I ain't going to be tired if I walk through the mall. I'm believing that by faith, but I'm not going to let that control the situation. Amen. Because I've been set free. All right. The captives, according to Luke 18 and 19, says this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. When, I th when you study the acceptable year of the Lord, that's talking about the Jubilee. Amen. That's talking about every 50 years, uh, uh, every seven years, you're supposed to let the ground rest from farming and different things. And it adds up to about 50. And on that 50th year, all your debt, all your, 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 your anything you owed anybody, all that was forgiven. Uh, man, wouldn't you love to be in that situation now? I'm about three years from 50, and I'll be like, yo, I'm getting ready to be free. But the point is this, that, that it was jubilee because they no longer was in bondage to a debt collector. They was no longer in bondage to whoever farm they was farming and they may have owed them some labor and all these different things. So, so, so the word of God is saying in the scripture is that it's going to be jubilee when God breaks those things off our lives. So, so, so that's why you're happy. Because it's jubilee time. That's why, why when you think about where you used to be, it should be jubilee time. When you think about what God has done for you, it should be jubilee time. Because he's liberated us into a new life. He has brought us from the old nature and brought us into this new nature. So we should be jubil when, when it comes to God. Amen. Yeah. I, I tease people all the time. And I even now at work, I'm saying, you know, could you show a little teeth? Could you smile a little bit? Um, <laughs> I guess that's something that, that God has placed in my, my heart. But sometimes, you know, a little smile ain't going to hurt. You know, uh, uh, sometimes you got to learn how to smile through your pain. You got to learn how to, 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 to laugh at your issues. You got to learn how to, to, to let, let, you got to you gotta catch it. You got to learn how to tell the devil, you're under my feet. 
ha, ha, ha. I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to smile on you. I'm going to stomp on you. I'm going to do everything. And I'm going to cheese right now. Even though this bill collector says that I got 30 days to pay this bill, I'm going to smile anyway. Even though the doctor says you got a, a year to live, I'm going to smile anyway. Even though the doctor may say or the house is going to foreclosure or whatever it may be, you're going to smile anyway because you know you have been liberated by Jesus. Amen? So smile. Smile. Kirk Franklin sings a song. Smile. Amen? He says, Detroit, could I get a smile? L.A., could you just smile with me a little while? And all these different things. He's, he's letting us know that in whatever we're going through, let's just smile because we've been liberated. We've been set free. Amen? Now, what are some of the causes of our captivity? Error. Some people are in bondage to false beliefs. Those who think good works or performances earn God's acceptance. Others have confusing ideas about who's going to heaven. <laughs> Some say everyone is welcome because God is love. <laughs> Others think only their specific group is worthy of heaven. All these ideas lock people, into a, uh, lock people in a spiritual jail because none of them are true. What else causes us to causes captivity? Evil habits. A prevailing attitude today is this is my life. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> However, tolerance of sin, tolerant, tolerance of sin practice, sinful practices results in enslavement to them. So if you practice it all the time and you think you're doing it your way, what happens is now you become a slave to that situation. And Lying, deception, some people are dishonest. <laughs> some people live a lifestyle of dishonesty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's who they are. They just lie, just a lie. And most liars have fear in them. And that's why they lie, to cover up their fear. And we know one big one is sexual immorality causes us to stay in captivity drunkenness, drugs, smoking, even laziness. Amen? Consistently avoiding work is really bondage to laziness. You know, you got some people that don't want to work. Don't, don't work, don't do nothing, just sit there all day, 24 hours a day. That's a sin. That's laziness. Profanity. Some can't even have a conversation without one cuss word. And this is a big one, emotions. Emotional bondage is sometimes very di difficult to identify because it lies deep inside a person and often originates in, at childhood. One of the signs is an, is an inability to overcome a particular sin despite repeated confession and repentance. The only way to become free is to discover the emotion which is fueling the sin. Emotions, stuff that we haven't dealt with as stated yeah. that, that, that we're, we're trying to use all these vices and all these other things to cover up. Fear, as stated, false guilt. And another big one that I've lately even experienced and had to tell the devil he's under my feet, worry and anxiety. Yeah. If we continuously live in anxiety concerning what could happen, what would happen, what has happened, 
all these different things, we walk in and live in an anxiety. And God dealt with that. We don't have to walk in that. Prejudice. And another one that I thought was big when I came across this information, can never please God. You have people that believe that, that they can never please God. When we feel unable to, when we, when we feel like we're unable to please the Lord despite all our efforts, we fail to realize that he desires a relationship, not a performance. Yes. Amen. See, that's the problem. Yes. See, we're trying to perform. You know, you can go to a church and every minister, every pastor get up and they pray the same way. They act the same way. They do the same thing. To me, somebody got to be their own self. Somebody got to be who God created them to be. So at some point, it's not about the performance. It's about the relationship. So when you get up to pray, you're not praying because somebody else taught you or showed you how. You all of a sudden, you have a relationship with God. Now you're able to pray out of the depths of your soul. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't be taught to pray. Yes, you can be taught. I was taught to pray. I was actually taught how to speak in tongues by my pastor and, and uh, Pat Holloman, who is not here. But I'll never forget that day when they prayed and they said, you going, you, we, we, we were having a tarrying service. And this was at the house. And I'll never forget it because I was like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't doing that. <laughs> we saved. Within myself, I'm saved. I'm good. I'm helping you guys. We good. But then when, when, you, when they got to praying for me and Pastor touched my stomach and Pat touched my head and all this stuff, the next thing I knew, I was speaking in tongues. I was filled with the evidence. You know what I mean? That's evidence. <laughs> hey, man, you know when you, have, when you try a case, you got evidence to prove your case? I got evidence that Jesus is alive. I got evidence that he resides within me. And that evidence is the power of the Holy Ghost that resides within me. I have the evidence that he is real. Amen? So it's not a performance. Bitterness, unforgiveness, insecurities. Now what are some of the effects of bondage? We know that any area of captivity can additionally cause consequences. Yeah. Affects our personal testimony. Other people see if our behavior doesn't match our profession of faith, it's not real. It affects our spiritual growth. As long as we allow areas of bondage in our lives to, to live there, God, I mean, I'm sorry. Man, a whole tight, I missed a whole sentence. As long as we allow areas of bondage in our lives to dwell, we can't allow the, the, the spiritual growth that is necessary for us to become who God wants us to be. Amen? So, lastly, the truth sets us free. When Jesus said the truth will make you free, John 8, 32, what did he mean by that statement? Truth about salvation. That's first. Truth about salvation. First of all, we must recognize that freedom is based on a relationship with Christ. Furthermore, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to guide and empower us to overcome any bondage. Now, truth about our position. Now, I stated that earlier. We are now children of God. We are now joint heirs with Christ. Accepted forgiven and spiritually alive in order to accomplish his plans for our lives. The Lord wants to reveal any hidden area of bondage and help us deal with them. Amen. Amen. 
Do any of us have any hidden areas? God is saying today you can be free. If you have any hidden areas that are you, you are willing to be man or woman enough to say, could you pray for me? We don't even have to pray for you. Right in your seat. If you're willing to say, God, I need help in an area. If you're willing to acknowledge that area, you're willing to, to, to let the power of God that's in the atmosphere right now deal with that situation. You can be free. You, you, you came in with bondage, but you can walk out free. Amen. As children of God, we have his divine power, promises, and nature, which provide everything we need to live a godly life. Amen. Do you believe that? I give you proof, evidence, 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. According as his divine power have given unto us all things to pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. 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 So are you free today? Amen. Amen. Are you, are, if, if he put that song on right now, would you sense that some chains in your life is breaking off? Amen. Do, do, do you really believe that when you leave out this door, what I came in, the, the childhood issues, the, the marital problems and all these different things, do you believe God is able to free you this morning? Do you believe that? Amen. How many of us want to be free? Amen. How many of us want to be loosed? Amen. Do you want to be loose today? Amen. Do, do, do you want God to move in on your behalf and, and go before you? Amen. This is something that I've learned that God has already went before us. And all we're doing is catching up with the blessing. That's, that's what I'm learning. God has already been to this earth. He has sent this son to set us free, to deliver us. He knows what area of your life he, you're going to need help in. He knows everything about us. And, and what we, all we got to do is just step in to his prepared plan for us. Amen. You know what being prepared means? I'm going to close with this one. And I've come to, to this conclusion that, that in the work that I do, I have to be prepared for every situation wherever I go. Initially, I would travel out of town and I would leave uh, a tool or I leave a hard drive or I leave this or I leave memory. I leave all these different things behind. And when I got to the site and they needed help, I couldn't help them because I wasn't prepared. So what I had to start doing was preparing before I left. And when, before I left, if you need a hard drive, oh, I got that in my bag. You need memory? Oh, I got that in my bag. You need help with this? Oh, I got knowledge of that now. If you need help with all these different things, I got it now. So what am I saying? God has already prepared this glorious life for us. All we got to do is step in it. And when we step in it, every area that you fall short in, God says, oh, I have already made a way of an escape. I have already taken care of that situation. I have already dealt with that problem for you. So all you got to do is trust me. So I, I'm learning how to live in that prepared place. Even though it may not seem prepared, but at the end of, of that route, I know I'm going to walk in the goodness of the Lord. Amen? So are you free today? Amen. Can we get the Lord a hand clap? Amen.
Could you just stand to your feet as we close this part of our service? You know, do you, do you hear the chains falling? Did you hear the chains fall off your situation? No more attachments. Amen. We loosed and we're free. Lord, we thank you today for your word. God, we pray that your word has accomplished what you set it out to accomplish. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that any of us who have issues and have problems, that you have your blood has freed us right now, oh God. We will walk out of here with the newness of Christ in our lives right now, God. We'll walk out with a, with a skip in our step, oh God. We'll no longer walk out like we dragged down and beat down, but we'll walk like we are somebody. We'll walk like we've been loosed and set free. We thank you for your word. And God, we pray right now that as we go through the week, oh God, in those situations that have attached themselves to us, that will try to rear their head again, we will plead the blood. We'll say in the power, in the name of Jesus, you're no longer attached to us. We are free, and we thank you, Lord, for your precious blood. And we thank you, God, for giving your son for a world that didn't care, didn't even want your son. But yet you sent your son to die for all mankind. And, God, we thank you not just for the Father and the Son, but we thank you for your Holy Ghost, your spirit that flows within us that brings back to our remembrance all those things that we have studied and learned and all the things that we have need of. We thank you. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. If there's somebody in the house that does not know Jesus as your personal Savior, we stop the service at this point to let you know that you can accept Jesus we're not saying that tomorrow is going to be better, but we know that if you walk with Jesus, you continue to be with him, those situations and problems that you face in this earth, you'll be able to handle much better. You'll be able to get through them much better with Jesus as your friend, as your comforter, as your Lord. So at this time, if there's 